Go Your Own Way is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Enjoy the adventure. Hello, listeners. This is Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we are the way of the future. I'm one of three people, Peter. There's also Jen here. Hi. And Eric is here, too. Hi, I'm here. And new exciting guest host, we have a fish. Yes, we do. If we were wacky DJ types, we could play like a fish splashing noise. Every time we brought up the fish. Yeah, exactly. I brought my hand up to the to the top of the thing and he thinks I'm gonna give him food. He's freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> Silly uh, fishy. You already ate twice today. Your stomach is the size of your eyeball. You can't fit very much in there. Greedy, greedy fishy. Yeah. Aren't we all just greedy fishies hoping for more food flakes? <laughs> in bed. That too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Eric, you chose a story for us to play through. I did. I have chosen Footink Fantasy Cave City by Arella Leaf. Your home is the extremely cloistered cave city Footink. When a foreign magician is rumored to be lurking within, you're afraid. You're afraid of anything strange. Hi, this is the first choose-your-own-adventure I've shared. Hope you have fun with it. Hmm. I hope we have fun with it, listeners. Remember, this is a 7 out of 8 on difficulty scale, so I kind of expect to die. These are the Footink Caves, secluded away from the outer world, secret, safe in a mountain and reachable only through long, dark tunnels. It's been your home your whole life, and you love it dearly. Despite being at marriable age, you live with your mother and father and help them manage their modest housestead. Today you harvest moss by scraping it away from the cave wall. Magic balls of light help you see. You manage to get a decent amount into your bucket, enough to eat well tonight. The moss will grow back over the next few days. You bring it back to your house, which is essentially a sturdy tent. There isn't a single flat surface in the caves. Everywhere you go, you must be careful of your step. In many places, you must use your hands and knees to crawl and climb. Your mother, Rosemary, is weaving. Thanks, Mary, she says. What? Thanks, Mary, she says as you lay out what you gathered. We need water now. Okay, I guess our mom is Rosemary and we are Mary. Go figure. And we're also of marryable age. Right. Right. Sure enough, the water tub is nearly empty. You would like to take a rest, but what must be done must be done. I'll go, you say, and you do. After a few minutes of walking, you arrive at a large cavern that opens up to the light blue sky. Big tents and clay houses form bustling tiers, and there's even a few green plants. High on the far side, there's a shining white building. The temple. You feel awe when you see it, as you always do. It glints beautifully. A stream of water flows from high above. It forms a pool at the lowest point. And in the middle of that pool is a powerful whirlpool, which, as far as anyone knows, 
spirals down forever. You make your way there and fill your bucket. The water's crystal clear and icy cold. Did you hear about the magician? Says a voice behind you. You turn around and see your cousin, Westerly. You don't know what he's talking about. He reads your quizzical expression. The talkers are talking. Apparently there's a magician in the caves and not the one from the temple. Only the temple priests are allowed to practice magic here. Anyone else who does is evil. Terribly evil. Oh, that's what you've been raised to believe. You stand up fully. That's impossible. The priests would never allow it. He shrugs. That's what the talkers are talking. He refuses. You refuse to believe it. Gossips are by nature often, often liars, after all. The priest would never allow a foreign magician to come into footing. A girl runs up to Westerly's side. Westerly, she exclaims. She pulls him away, looking perhaps jealous of you. See you at prayers tomorrow, Westerly waves. You smile and wave. You climb through tunnels and tunnels, trying not to think about Westerly told you. You don't like danger, or conflict, or anything strange. Slowly, you become aware of a strange feeling, a feeling of something watching you. The caves are pretty full, so that's not unusual, but this is different. It's different here. It's different here. Oh dear, it dawns on you you're in the wrong place. This is a dark, empty tunnel, so small. You have to stoop low. You must have been thinking so hard you took a wrong turn. You have no idea where you are. Never mind, never mind. It's no big deal. You'll just go back. Your sense of direction is pretty good. After you fully turn around, though, you glimpse something shiny and reflective. The magic lights, which here are dim and sparse, don't have a reflective look to them. It's the kind of reflective light that you only see in gems and eyes. And what you're looking at right now, you realize, is eyes. There's a perchin, person, not a perchin. Lord hmm. knows what a perchin would be. Tell us on There's Facebook. A... <laughs> Have you met a perchin before? <laughs> There's a person crouched in a dark corner watching you, cloaked in a strange kind of cloak you don't see in footing. It has a hood and long sleeves, too hot for the caves, too hot to come from around here. You hear a whisper coming from him, something in a strange language. He points a finger at you. Even though you know you need to run, your arms and legs are stiff with fear. Could this be the magician Westerly talked about? But how? And why you? You curse your stupidity in coming here. Why? Oh, why? You will not see. Four words, evenly spaced. You take that as your cue and turn back and run. Within the first few steps, your footing comes out from under you and you trip and fall. Your head hits hard against the rock, but you don't lose consciousness. You start crawling, fast, fast. You get your momentum again and run. He doesn't appear to follow you. You debate whether to tell your parents what just happened. If you were truly cursed, you might bring them harm by telling them. Not to mention you might be shunned for bringing bad magic. You get an awful feeling that, if you tell anyone, terrible things will happen. You think you should keep this secret. Do we keep it secret or tell what happened? Mm. I think we should tell them what happened. 
Yeah. Only because the story was very strongly suggesting otherwise. <laughs> Taking the contrarian approach. Yeah, if this is a very difficult story, as we know it is, I'm thinking we shouldn't take the obvious roots. At least right. not always. That's just a guess. No, no. I can see that metagame. Alright, hmm. tell what happened. Should we do voices for other characters? Oh, we've got enough. I'll be Rosemary, our mom. Jen, you can be somebody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you get back, Rosemary looks at your grazes and wild eyes with alarm. What happened to you? She asks. You tell her everything, how you went to the wrong place, how you saw a strange person who seems somehow magical, and how you believe they put a cures on you. I'm sure it means curse, but it says cures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a cruel joke to play on me. She says, tutting. It's the truth, mother, I swear, it's the truth. She searches your eyes, and perceiving your honesty, stands up. We need to go straight to the temple. You begin to protest. Going to the temple seems like an extreme course of action. Rosemary stops you, though. Who else can help but the priests? You understand she's right. You come with her to the temple. Novitiate Merle, a teenage boy training to become a priest, tells you to wait for a few minutes while Mother Larissa finishes her prayers. This is something only our head priestess can help with. He tells you. You glance nervously at Rosemary. Rosemary takes your hand and squeeze it. It will be okay, she says. Eventually, Mother Larissa, a short, bent-over old woman, comes out of the far room in little steps. She glances over your mother and you. Mary and yeah. Rosemary. Okay. She mutters. Mary and Rosemary. She smiles, revealing lots of white, crooked teeth. You did well in choosing to come here. Something bad has happened to you, Mary, but it will be okay. It will be okay. Come with me to the altar and pray and pray. I tell you what, nothing sets me at ease like old women repeating themselves creepily. Oh, God. <sighs> She goes over to the altar on the other side of the room and kneels. You follow suit. As you pray, you feel a warmth settle over you. A curse is over you. Mother Larissa says to you when you stand again. And though it's already in place, it is yet to reach fruition. She turns to Rosemary and smiles brightly, looking down. Hello there, little sap. You turn around and jump away in fright when you see a strange girl there, with no eyes on her face, only sunken-in sockets. Her fingers are short and stubby, and her mouth is abnormally tiny, curled in a semicircular smile. Something about the way she looks makes you afraid, eerie, and she clings to Rosemary's hips, hugging her, and Rosemary hugs her back. Who? Who? Oh, sorry, you that's begin? you. It is me. 
Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Mother Larissa says to you. You point. Who is she? Why does she inspire such fear in you? Is it only her strange body and face? She rocks back and forth rhythmically. What are you talking about? Rosemary says. This is your sister. The girl turns her face in your direction, still with that strangely circular smile. No, she isn't, you say. The girl's smile drops instantly and her grip on Rosemary's skirt tightens. Mother Larissa watches you. Do you have no knowledge of her? No knowledge? It's a serious question. You nod. I've never seen her before. Well then, this is the curse, I do believe. I do believe. Sap has always been your sister, and now you have no memory of her. You stare at the girl. A sister? But you've always been a single child. How can this be so? It's impossible. We can trust the head priestess? Or don't believe them? Hmm. I feel like this is the point in the horror movie where the heroine is like, No! That's not my sister! No! And then goes running away. And then we yeah. have a giant mind fuck for 90 minutes. What uh, what would be the motivation of the head priestess to convince us that we're crazy and cursed? Because That's there true. are secrets. You think there's a cover-up? Yeah. But like, just springing your sister on you? Mm-hmm. Seems weird. It seems like a, it's a weird thing to do. I don't know. I feel like the correct story decision is don't believe them. But I feel like the reasonable human decision is trusting them and being like, oh, I've been cursed. Since yeah. that's why we are in the temple in the first goddamn place. That's true. So I'm I'm honestly kind of trying. I'm I'm kind of headed towards trusting the head priestess and seeing what happens. Okay. All right. The priests know much more about magic and its potential than you. It makes sense to trust them. This girl with no eyes is your sister, even though you don't remember her. And the magician's curse was to make you forget her. But why would she do that? Sorry, I wasn't looking at the screen. I was just going to say, but why? They looked at the screen and realized that was the beginning of the <laughs> dialogue. But then I said it wrong. <laughs> but why would he do that? Rosemarie asks on your behalf. I do not know. Mother Larissa says, there's a pause. Novitiate Merle, who has been nearby the whole time, speaks up. Didn't you say Sap was powerful, Mother? Perhaps he intended to sap her power away. No pun intended. <laughs> Mary would reject Sap, making Sap vulnerable. That is true. Oh, sorry. That's not me. <laughs> <coughs> that is true. Mother Larissa says thoughtfully. Sap grips her mother more tightly. Will my daughter be okay? Rosa Marie asks. Mother Larissa bends over to talk to Sap. Little one, would you like to receive training from me? From the moment of your birth, I recognized in you great magical power. 
and it was always my hope you might join us in the temple one day. I do not mean to suggest you must become a priest with us now, but given our situation, perhaps some training would be good for you. She shies away and then nods slowly. Very well, says Mother Larissa. Meanwhile, Mary, tell us where you saw the magician and we shall try to find him. You tell them everything and sit and wait. By the end of the day, you learn that they were unable to find the magician, but found evidence that he had been there. Days pass. Sap spends much of her time at the temple, and Tolmarie and Rosemarie are happy for her. She spoke of wanting to become a priestess, says Tolmarie. None of your memories return. You hear little of the magician and wonder if maybe he's left, or if he's planning something big. The stress of not knowing wears on you even though there's nothing you can do. One night you're woken by having your shoulders shaken. It's sap. You begin to speak, but she puts a finger over your mouth and gestures for you to follow her. You do. Outside, it's dark. She points into a far corner. You can barely see anything. You try to listen, but can't hear anything either. Then suddenly she raises her hand and shoots forth a bolt of light. It hits against the rock hard, causing it to shatter and making an exploding noise. An exploding noise. <laughs> right? Without hesitation, she starts to run forward. How can she even see where she's going? You follow hesitantly. As you come closer, you see a rat there. She stomps on it hard again and again. Okay? Random? The rat keeps moving, refusing to die. Even when it's beaten to a little pulp, it keeps scrawling. Uh, she gestures for you <laughs> to try and finish it. This seems important to her, but then she's weird, apparently. Really? The little girl born without eyes is weird? <laughs> so, should we ignore Sap trying to kill this rat, or should we listen to her and kill it? I'm wondering if it's the wizard yeah, I'm who shape-shifted into a rat. Or it's like a magical spy rat. Oh, yeah. Either way, I feel like we should kill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smush kill, its kill, tiny kill. little head. Kill, kill, kill! Kill, kill, kill! It seems important to her, and besides, rats are pests. You stamp your foot down hard on it. Surely that must kill it. When you remove your shoe, though, the rat is still squirming. It leaps its sap. You manage to get it before it gets to her, though. You press your foot down and crush it hard and continuously. Some kind of force brings your foot up again. You see the face of the rat peel back for an instant, and there's a resemblance of the face of the magician underneath. You understand instantly. You grab Sap and push her back. The magician is in his rat form, bites the magician in his rat form, bites your leg, and you see something blue and glowing squirt out into your bloodstream. You kick him and leap forward to grab him before he can flee. By this time, you don't care about your own safety. You hold the rat underneath your belly. As you do, without realizing it, you lose consciousness. Oh. 
I think you oh, no. are rarely aware of when you lose consciousness in the middle of <laughs> fighting a magician rat. Like, Oh no. When you wake, you're in one of the back rooms of the temple. Your parents and Sap are with you, as is Mother Larissa and Novitiate Merle. What? What happened? You ask. On hearing your voice, Sap leaps up and hugs you. It dawns on you that you remember everything about her now. All the times you've laughed together. All the times you've held each other. All the times you've been angry and frustrated at you. And all the times you forgave each other. Your beautiful sister, who despite her differences is as wonderful a human as could be made. You caught the magician, Mother Larissa. I'm sorry. I stole someone's line. (laughs) Oh, that's good because I wasn't reading. You caught the magician. Mother Larissa says. Thanks to you, we were able to get him in time and stop him. Sapped kept you alive until we could remove his poison from you. If it weren't for you, Mary, he would still be out there. The words take a few moments to sink in. Oh, so he's dead? Yes. Says Mother Larissa reassuringly. We're going to dispose of his body soon. You recover quite fast, now that the poison has left your system. Later that day, you head down with much of the city to the waterside. The magician, you see, has been cut into pieces, which are put into a raft. This man came to footing to enslave us. Mother Larissa tells the crowd. But we will never be slaves again. Now he will go down to be judged, and the gods will find him guilty. His raft is let loose and sails gently into the middle of the pool. When it reaches the center, it spirals faster and faster until, with a squelching sound, it disappears beneath the surface to be pulled down forever. Sap takes your hand. It is over now. You are all safe. The end. What? The end. I gotta say, it's almost refreshing to have, like, the authority figures be good and decent people. Right? <laughs> like, you know why? Because mother. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you were saying earlier how if we were DJs with soundboards, I think we would need a button when we were getting to that squelching sound. I think we need one of those. A squelchy oh button. Yeah. I used to listen to a morning radio show and they did a segment where like they overused all of these special effects. Like sound yeah. effects and stuff. As a way to like make fun of that style of DJ. And the two dudes thought it was hilarious and would like go back and forth and the woman would always be like, Oh my god, why are we doing this again? Hmm. This is stupid. <laughs> I can see my could see myself being one of those idiots, mm-hmm. playing with sound effects all day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, if you like to make fart noises, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gyow podcast, or send us your fart noises on Twitter. I don't know if you can send us sounds there, but whatever, find a way. You can at go your own way pod. Also, the story is called Foot Tank Fantasy Cave City by Ar- Arella Leaf. 
I think it's just Arella leaf. Or perhaps Arella leaf. I thought it was a real leaf. But <laughs> it's not spelled that way. It is not. Well, it's time to cut up our bodies and send us out to sea. So that we are judged. <laughs> Until next time, listeners. Bye! Bye! For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>